Hello friends, welcome to the podcast today. Before we dive in, I have a super exciting announcement. So when I had my first baby, I felt like I was so prepared. Everything leading up to delivery was right at my fingertips. I took a birthing class. I had been a nanny for two families with five kids for years. I came from a large family. I just felt so ready for motherhood and for delivery. And then when they handed me my baby, the nurses left the room and I was like, well, now what? Like, am I supposed to feed her right now? Can I give her a binky? Do I have to swaddle her? Also, why does it hurt so bad to breastfeed? And why is there blood gushing out of me? Like there were so many questions running through my mind. And I thought to myself, why did nobody prepare me for this? Why did nobody tell me what to expect postpartum? And since then, I have worked with thousands of families in over 50 countries around the world. And almost every single time, the mom shares some sort of struggle that she went through postpartum. And she's like, I just wish I would have known because then I could spend way more time enjoying my baby, soaking up the newborn days instead of feeling overwhelmed, inadequate, stressed about what's going on because so much of it was unknown. So because of the lack of education out there, I have decided to make it my mission to educate women about their postpartum experience. I am here to talk about the things that nobody is willing to talk about. I am here to teach you what you can expect in your postpartum experience so that you can enter motherhood feeling prepared, educated, and empowered, and not enter motherhood feeling overwhelmed, confused, and scared, honestly. There were so many times that I was just terrified thinking, oh my gosh, this can't be normal. Should I call the doctor? What do I do? Like, I just did not know what was going on with my body. I didn't know what was going on with my hormones and my mental health. I didn't know what to expect with my baby, how many diapers were normal, why her poop was black, why is she spitting up? Is there something I should be doing differently during feeding? Just so many questions ran through my head. And I feel like, again, I wasted so much of my time and energy on worrying about the things I didn't know instead of spending all of my time and energy on enjoying my brand new tiny baby. So I'm so excited to announce that I have created a postpartum mini course to answer all of these questions for you. I am literally going to walk you through the entire postpartum experience for both you and your baby. I'm going to talk about everything from hormone changes, physical changes, emotional changes, mental health changes, all of these things that your body will go through after you have a baby and as you're recovering. I'm also gonna walk you through things to expect with your baby, feedings, diaper changes, colic, gas, acid reflux, things you can do to establish a healthy foundation for sleep. I will run through all of it so that you can enter motherhood with confidence. I am going to link this in the show notes. I will put a direct link to my postpartum course. It is brand new and because it is brand new and because you are listening to this podcast, this is an exclusive deal for podcast listeners, I am going to give you $50 off. Okay, so use the code PP50 at checkout to get $50 off my postpartum mini course. Again, this is just for you. I will link it in the show notes. So if you are pregnant, this is the perfect time to get it. Or if you know somebody who is pregnant, send it to them. They can still use the code because you are listening to the podcast. So they can thank you later for that. Also, I should clarify, this doesn't just have to be for pregnant women. If you are in the postpartum phase, this course is for you. And if you've already had a baby and are going to have another baby, this course can also be helpful for you because it can teach you things that you weren't aware of the first time around. I wanted to read this quick review of somebody who has already gone through and completed the course. She said, 
absolutely amazing. 100% recommend, especially for new moms. It's a total game changer and a confidence booster. It was such a thorough and informative course. I love that it focused on the things that aren't talked about, and it was just as informative for my partner who was so engaged and now understands what the postpartum experience will be like for me. He has the tools and signs to look for and knows how to support me through the whole thing. We also learned a lot about things that will happen with baby that are completely normal. I feel like having this information will give us such reassurance and confidence in our approach to taking care of our newborn, especially knowing that these things that happen are very normal. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is exactly what I want you to get out of this course. I want you to have reassurance. I want you to have confidence. And I want you to walk into motherhood with the tools you need to succeed and the tools that you need to enjoy your newborn to enjoy your postpartum experience because life is meant to be enjoyed. I truly believe that. And I hope this course will help you get started on the right foot. Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Okay, today we are going to talk about acid reflux. Now, two of my four babies had terrible acid reflux. If you've read my ebook, you know I talk about it in there a little bit, but my two oldest had acid reflux. My first had it for a year and my second had it for 16 months. It was awful, (laughs) but because I knew what to do, we were able to manage it and they were still able to sleep 12 hours by 12 weeks, even with acid reflux. So if you are struggling with acid reflux, if you know that your baby has acid reflux or you suspect they might have acid reflux, I'm going to talk all about that today and how you can still have a great sleeper, even if you are struggling with this. So before I start, I want you to know that there are two different kinds, actually three different kinds of spitters. One a happy spitter. They call it a happy spitter because your baby might spit up, but they're totally happy about it. They're not phased. They spit up and they're smiling and they eat great and they sleep great and they're just not even bothered by the fact that they're spitting up. That is a happy spitter. You do not need to do anything about this. Half of all babies spit up and it's completely normal. It's because part of their diaphragm is not fully developed. There's a little flap at the top of our diaphragm that develops with age and as a baby it's not fully developed so it can't keep the food down so like i said half of all babies will spit up if it's not painful then there's not an issue so don't worry about it if they're spitting up but they're not in pain the other thing to keep in mind is that a lot of times when babies spit up it seems like a lot more than it actually is okay so when babies spit up it's usually like a tablespoon if that It just feels like so much. And a lot of times, especially as parents, we're like, oh my gosh, did they literally just put up their entire feeding? Like, are they going to lose weight? Do I need to feed them again? If every time you go to the doctor, your baby is gaining weight and they're growing properly, then they're getting enough. So if they're spitting up, but they're growing, it's not a concern. They will outgrow it. Spit up usually peaks around five months and between six and seven months, it starts to get better after that. So hang in there. It's normal. It will get better. But again, if they're not in pain and they are growing, there's nothing to worry about. However, if you do feel like your baby is in pain or they might be struggling with reflux, there are two different kinds of reflux. So, okay, we talked about there's a happy spitter. There is regular acid reflux where they're spitting up a lot. And I'll talk about what to look for for that. And then there are also 
babies who will struggle with something called silent reflux, where they're actually not spitting up, but they're still experiencing the pain and the discomfort that comes with acid reflux. So if you suspect that your baby is struggling with either of these things, I highly recommend talking to your pediatrician, but I'll kind of walk through what my experience was, what it looked like for my babies. And then if this resonates with you, if you think, oh my gosh, this is probably what my baby's been going through. Talk to your pediatrician. There are so many options out there to help your baby be relieved from this pain and then they can become a happy spitter even if they have acid reflux or silent reflux. But again, talk to your pediatrician about this. I am not a medical professional. This is just my experience with it, but it does require a medical diagnosis from a medical professional. Okay, couple things to look for. One, pain before during or after feedings. And what's interesting is it can develop between six and seven weeks. So when we had my first baby, she was totally fine the first six weeks of her life. She would eat super calmly. She would burp. She would relax during and after feedings. Like she was totally fine. And then all of a sudden, right when she turned six weeks, she started showing these signs that she was in pain when she was eating. She would just cry before and during after feedings. And she just seemed so uncomfortable and we could not figure out why i even went to the pediatrician at the time and he said yeah this can be normal it might be colicky and i remember like a week later i was like this is not colicky like something is going on and i took her back to the doctor and that's when they said oh yeah this actually looks like acid reflux but it took a while to develop so sign number one pain before during or after feedings Sign number two to look for is arching their back. Now, I don't mean arching their back when they're doing like the world's cutest stretch when you pull them out of the car seat. It's my favorite thing ever. I don't mean arching their back like that. I mean when they are feeding or after feeding and they're just kind of arching their back. It's almost like they're trying to stretch out their stomach and create a little bit extra room to get the food to move down because they're in so much pain. You will know because it's like a stiff back arch. It's not just like a stretch and then they're they move on from it. They keep doing it and they seem really, really uncomfortable. The other thing to look for is spit up that smells very acidic. Like I mentioned before, half of all babies spit up and sometimes it has no smell if you're breastfeeding. Sometimes it kind of smells like formula if you are doing formula, but if they have acid reflux, it will have a very strong acidic smell. You will know. <laughs> Trust me, you will know. So look for that smell and that could be a sign that your baby is struggling with acid reflux. The other thing to look for is if your baby is crying after they spit up. If they are struggling with acid reflux, when they spit up, it feels like that burning feeling in your throat. Kind of if you had heartburn during pregnancy, that's what they're feeling every time they spit up or every time they eat. It's just this pain in their throat. So if they're crying after they spit up, that could be an indicator that they have acid reflux. And then the last thing to look for is just overall discomfort. This can show up during and after feedings, this can show up when you're trying to get them to take a nap and you go to lay them down and they're just super uncomfortable when they're flat on their back. That's another indicator that they might be in pain. And the last thing to look for, which I thought was interesting, but this held true for my two babies with acid reflux, is that they had hiccups all the time. Not just your average baby hiccups, but they had hiccups multiple times a day every single time they ate. It was so hard to get rid of them every time they got them. And I still to this day do not understand why it is associated with acid reflux, but my pediatrician said that it is one of the things to look for. Obviously not by itself. If your baby's totally happy and having hiccups, it's fine. It's normal to have hiccups when you're a baby, but if they are constantly having hiccups and they act like they are in pain, 
this is another good indicator that your baby might be struggling with acid reflux. So if any of these things sound familiar to, to you, if as I'm saying these things, you're like, oh my gosh, this might be what my baby's going through, please, please, please talk to your pediatrician because there are things that they can do to help your baby. Now with my first and my second, with their acid reflux, they both got on medication. And I'm not kidding you, within less than a week, they were entirely new babies. They were not crying anymore. They were not uncomfortable anymore. They were eating all of their feedings without complaining, without crying. They were so much happier. And I was so relieved to see that my babies were no longer in pain. And that's how I knew for sure that they had acid reflux because the medication was helping them so much. Now, I understand that medication is not for everybody. That is why I recommend talking to your pediatrician so that you can come up with a plan that is a good fit for you and your baby. Now, either way, whether you decide to get on medication or not, there are a few things you can do to help them with the discomfort while they are waiting to outgrow their acid reflux. So again, the first thing is medication, but the second thing is to sit them upright during and after feeding. So I know a lot of times when we're feeding our babies, they're laying flat on their back in our arms, like they're laying across our lap. Or if you're breastfeeding, sometimes you'll lay them next to you on the couch or something like that. Do whatever you can to have your baby propped up during a feeding. So put a pillow under your arm to make sure they're sitting up well. This helps the food work its way down instead of just kind of sitting in that middle ground where that flap is lifting up and letting the acid reflux come up through that flap. So sit them up so that gravity can do its job and pull the milk downward to help prevent them from feeling that pain. The next thing you can do is burp them often. With my acid reflux babies, I always stopped after every single ounce. Or if I was breastfeeding, I would stop every two to three minutes to sit them up and burp because every single bit of space in their stomach counts. So if there is an air bubble in their stomach and you're trying to feed and the milk is going on top of that air bubble, that milk is getting closer and closer to the top of their stomach where it's way easier for them to spit up, to feel that pain, and to have the acid rise close to the top creating that pain that they're feeling in their throat. So burp as often as you can between ounces, between the full feedings, break it up. Yes, it takes longer. It took like an hour every single time I fed my baby, but they were so much more comfortable if I took the time to stop and burp to create that extra space in their stomach. Another thing you can try is instead of doing full feedings every three hours, you can do smaller feedings, but a little bit closer together. So instead of feeding five ounces every three hours, you can maybe do three ounces every two hours and see how they do with that. If you don't feel like it's helping, that's fine. Go back to the three-hour schedule. Or if you're on the four-hour schedule, go back to the four-hour schedule. But it's worth a try if you feel like nothing else you're trying is working. And then the last thing I recommend trying, especially when it comes to helping your baby be comfortable when it's time to sleep, is feeding your baby at least 30 minutes before it's time for bed or before it's time for a nap, which honestly isn't hard for nap time because if you know my method, you know that I recommend feeding upon waking instead of sleeping. But when it is time for bed, feed your baby before the bedtime routine to give them plenty of time for that food to start to digest and move down in their body so they're not feeling pain when they lay down. So I will feed my baby at 6.15, 6.30, and then I will go through their bedtime routine so they have plenty of time before bed so that by the time I lay them down, the food has worked its way down, they are comfortable, and they are able to sleep. 
Night feedings can be a little bit tricky with this because you don't want to keep your baby up for 30 extra minutes, especially as you're working on eliminating night feedings and you're trying to teach your baby to stay asleep, not stay awake to make this food go down, which is why when I'm feeding in the middle of the night with acid reflux babies, one, I keep them as relaxed as possible. I keep them swaddled. I keep the lights off. I do everything I possibly can to keep them basically asleep during the whole thing so that their stomach is not becoming super active, if that makes sense. The more relaxed they are, the easier it is for the food to just kind of go down. So what I do with my babies with acid reflux is I hold them upright in their little swaddle, I feed them, and then I keep them upright, and I burp, burp, burp over and over and over again. And I try to keep them upright for 30 minutes, but I count that 30 minutes as part of the feeding. So I'm feeding, burping, feeding, burping, feeding, burping. Once I know they are burped and they feel relaxed, A, I hope that they're still partially asleep. B, when I lay them down, I make sure I turn their head to the side so that if they do spit up, it just comes out to the side and they're not laying on their back with their head facing up. But listen to this. Hear me loud and clear. My daughter did not develop acid reflux until she was six weeks and my son did not develop acid reflux until he was seven weeks. So following my method, by the time they were that age, they were both sleeping seven to eight hours anyways. So it's not like they were up every hour in the night and then struggling with acid reflux at the same time. I taught them how to sleep before the acid reflux even developed. So by the time they started struggling with acid reflux, they were already learning how to sleep through the night. So I really didn't have to deal with night feedings for that much longer. There was maybe three to four weeks of night feedings plus acid reflux where we were kind of trying to figure out a rhythm of how to help them continue to sleep even if they were struggling with this. But by the time they were 12 weeks, they were sleeping 12 hours. So I wasn't dealing with feeding them in the night for very long. So honestly, my number one tip for acid reflux is teach your baby how to sleep from the very beginning so that if they do develop acid reflux, you're mostly dealing with it during the day and at bedtime, which you can help by feeding them 30 minutes earlier, and you're not dealing with it so much in the night. Now, if your baby is older, they have acid reflux, they don't know how to sleep yet, it's okay. My method can still work and teach your baby how to sleep even with acid reflux because if your baby is older, chances are they actually don't even need these feedings in the night anyways. So you teach your baby how to sleep before they develop acid reflux and then during the day, they're eating long before nap time so they're not struggling with this pain when they're laying down for a nap and at bedtime, they're feeding early enough for it not to affect them at night. Okay, I hope that all makes sense. I hope this gives you hope that even if you have a baby with acid reflux, they still can learn how to sleep 12 hours at night and they can still take good, long, predictable naps every single day. Don't lose hope, know what to look for, get help as soon as you even suspect it, and work hard to teach your baby how to sleep because you can do it, even with acid reflux. Okay, I hope this episode was helpful for you today. If so, please leave a review. It would mean so much to me. I appreciate you being here more than you know. Have a great week and I will see you next time. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to thesleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore sleepfairy. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.